Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Getting It Out Podcast. That was Gridlink with Coronet Juniper. That's off of their new album by the same name, Coronet Juniper. It's going to come out on Willow Tip Records September 15th of this year. And uh, it continues the story of Longhenna, I believe, uh, is the name of the fictional character in which these things are based off of. Anyway, is Grindcore. It's from New Jersey. Uh, so you might have some holes you can punch in this thing, but I think it's a formidable beast and you will be uh, quite impressed as long as you're a fan of Grindcore and, of course, Gridlink if you are into their past material. No reason to believe that this one won't live up to that same standard and that title track was your example evidence. It's the proof. It's not in the pudding, but it's there for you to see, hear, read, listen to, I think is the key. Anyway, on this episode of the podcast, I've got an interview with Nawel from Mental Cruelty. They have a new album that's out in German and uh, it's got a title I can't pronounce. So we're going to talk about it and he's going to say it when we get to that point. But first, it's Hot Zone. Check it!
Perhaps you're thinking, Dan, you sound like shit. This is not the sound quality we've come to expect from Getting It Out podcast. I would like to point out that you are correct because this dumbass took a whole bunch of stuff to the beach that he thought he was going to use, that he didn't use at all, and then left it there. So that includes the microphone and headphones I typically use to record uh, podcasts and interviews. So I'm left with using the stuff that I used for years before, which, hey, it shouldn't be that bad. You should be a little bit used to this as this is the microphone I used for the first, I don't know, 200 and change episodes. So uh, I don't know. You, you can you can handle it. I can handle it. We can get through using this. You know, I listen to some big time podcasts where sometimes sports podcasts where sometimes they uh, screw up and end up using their uh, like laptop mic. So if they can do that on ESPN, I can do this on getting it out podcast you'll just have to bear with me and the slight slight reduction in sound quality speaking of vacation i mentioned i was going on one i mentioned i'm back from one and it was a nice one a nice week away and i'm looking forward to the next one which is in a couple weeks and uh and it's actually to the exact same place. A little odd to do that, but uh, whatever. That's the way it happened this year. That's the way it's going to be. Are you taking a vacation this year uh, for my European friends? Are you taking a holiday this year? Um, I hope so. Don't work too much. Whatever your job is, it's not that important. No matter what it is, it's not that important. Take time off. If you have to call off, do it. I highly encourage calling off of work, though I rarely ever do it. I always threaten, like I'm willing to do it anytime, and I simply never do. And I don't say that in a bragging way. I used to call off way more when I was a production worker, when I was someone who actually got my hands dirty, who actually did a real job. I would call off uh, whenever I felt necessary. And I don't do that as someone who sits at a, at a desk because uh, it's just kind of easy to get through, even if you feel like shit, even if you don't want to be there. Uh, I can usually put in the eight hours and manage to uh, make my time worthwhile and save that vacation day, that sick time, in case I genuinely need it. So whatever your uh, concept, your your uh, feelings on not going to work are, I encourage it. Uh, whatever they are, or if you're one of those people like, you got to go to work every day, uh, if you're not grinding, you're not living, or whatever the fuck those people say. Um, you suck. You're boring and annoying. And uh, I hope everything good happens to you that you want to happen to for working like that. But uh, nobody cares. Nobody's impressed. Maybe your bosses, but uh, you're just uh, helping them, not yourself. <laughs> Sorry, rather pessimistic. But maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Anyway, uh, so I drove uh, up and down the East Coast, a large part of it, at least twice over the last week. And I enjoy that. I could do it for, it was an eight hour drive. I could do four more comfortably. Though I do get a little tired. I have to drink uh, caffeine here and there, which makes me have to pee, which means we have to stop at least three times in that eight hours. I don't like that. I would like to get that down to two. So how do I do that? Maybe, uh, maybe I just go with the, the smaller caffeinated drinks, like a five hour energy or something. But I don't know. I like drinking coffee. I'm drinking a coffee right now. And uh, I like the coffee to take a long time. So I like a big coffee and, um, that's the way it has to be. So unfortunately, uh, I got to stop for a couple peas and that's okay because if you got to pee, you got to pee. You can't pee in a bucket in the car, especially when you're driving with your family. And especially because I don't know how you pee in a bucket in the car. I bet some of you truckers out there have some tips and tricks on how I can drive and pee at the same time. But you got to remember in the car with my two daughters and my wife. So I can only do so much. 
anyway, good vacation. Glad to be back, getting back on track here with Getting It Out podcast. This episode with Nahuel, I'm going to say that name wrong. I'm trying my best. He is in Mental Cruelty. He is the guitarist. And they just released a new album, and it's called whatever the word is in <laughs> in German for Twilight. It's something like Zwilicht. Um, he says it, so please listen to his pronunciation of it. Uh, I'm going to play you a track from them, of course, before we get started. This is their fourth full length, and it's, I believe, their first for Century Media Records. We talked a little bit about that. So here's a track, another track that I can't pronounce, Obsessus Ad Demonio, and it's uh, like the second or third track off of their new album. Check it out here. There's also a music video for it if you want to dig deeper. Uh, and I highly suggest you do so. But first, listen to this.
the band like from the beginning where does where and when does mental cruelty start well i can speak for uh everything because i just joined the band like two and a half years ago three years ago okay. uh, when we wrote uh, a hill to die upon uh, right. but yeah at that point the band was doing some sort of slamming deathcore uh type of music uh, and when i joined we tried to to spice things a little bit up, try to add some other uh, elements to it. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, then we released A Hill to Die Upon. Uh, now we released Zwielicht, our new album. Uh, it's been kind of the same style, but we try to experiment a little bit more, uh, adding a little bit more elements of the elements we used on the previous record, but try to elevate it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's it's going great. We're we're all super happy that the record is out, and uh, yeah. When you joined the band, uh, it was you're saying it was more of a more of a deathcore sound. Were you into that type of stuff, or did you come from like a different uh, background? Uh, I, I I would say my background is rooted to like the the old school heavy metal stuff. Like you can see as <laughs> evidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> I love Metallica, Slayer, like the early thrash metal stuff. Uh, then when I got older, I got into death metal, Morbid Angel, Gojira, stuff like that. Uh, and when I was like 18, I got really into black metal. And that's mm-hmm. like my, still my favorite genre. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I wasn't like super big into deathcore. There were some bands I was listening to, but it was never like my main, uh, genre, like my yeah. favorite genre. But yeah, when I joined the band, Marvin was really into deathcore and, and at the into the music that was uh how do you say it um that was in the scene at that time you know and uh like i said my background is more from the old schoolish type of metal and it it was a pretty cool fit because uh marvin showed me a lot of stuff that i wasn't able to write you know because i didn't knew about it but uh, so did i to him you know because Marvin didn't really listen to black metal and anything. And at the beginning it was quite weird because we didn't know if it fits, like if we could fit all the, those pieces together into something that sounds round and dynamic, you know, but uh, yeah, it, it, now it fits really good. And at that, that, Mm. at that time, I think immortal came out from Lorna shore and uh, I think that was a great record and they really showed me that it's possible to combine those elements, you know? Right. And uh, I really like what they were doing, but also I wanted to have something on my on on we wanted to have something on our own, not try to copy anything. But uh yeah, they they opened the doors for us in in if you can say it like that. 
and uh, yeah, writing music, uh, this kind of music since then. That's cool. And it's, it is an interesting uh, take on the genre, because if you would just tell me that something is like straight up deathcore, I'm probably not. I'm probably not interested. Like there, there are, yeah. there are bands that play it that I do like. Right. But, but as a, as a whole, it's just not a genre that I'm going to all that often. So yeah. uh, like, I, I know there's certainly that those elements in what you guys are doing in mental, mental cruelty, but it's not, it's not all there. You know what I mean? It's got, you got all mm. sorts of other stuff going on, like you're talking about. And I think that's what makes it pretty interesting. Um, the new, the new record, which uh, I know it translates to twilight, but can you say the name again? Because I can't. Uh, it's called Zwielicht. Yeah. I'm never, I'm never going to get it right. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> tell me about the, uh, tell me about just making, keeping the album title in German. Why do that? Uh, to be honest, it just felt right at that mm -hmm. time. Uh, we, we always try to do like a concept record, but we never made it happen because we're not really, we, we don't really know how to do it <laughs> uh, in a proper way. And, uh, so we had a lot of different, uh, topics on the lyrics, uh, lyric wise and, uh, all sorts of stories and, and personal strugglings. You have a little bit of everything in there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, when we had all those songs finished and we were thinking about the album title, we thought it would be kind of cool to just name the album like the interlude uh to a symphony of a dying star and uh yeah it's kind it's kind of a curveball <laughs> because yeah. people think oh the title track's gonna be super heavy and then it's this <laughs> folky uh vadruna type of song <laughs> yeah it is but i like it there's a lot there's a there's a couple of uh, like like you said curveballs on this record that that i really do enjoy and uh it's been out now for what a couple couple weeks june 23rd uh, i think it came out two weeks two weeks yeah. probably how's how's that gone over from your perspective uh very good i mean uh most of the people really like it and i'm super happy about it and uh we also have a lot of critique but i think the critique is on point uh yeah. most people are saying like oh we really like the music but the breakdowns kind of uh Put, put you off when you're listening to it because you're in this experience in this atmosphere and mm. all of a sudden bush and uh i i get it and to be honest i think the same <laughs> but uh at the time when we wrote the record it, it felt right and uh yeah. it, it was a confusing time we didn't really know the exact direction we want to go we we knew what kind of direction we want to go but we weren't really sure if we were able to pull it off and if mm -hmm. it's gonna be accepted you know um like i said with all the experimentation we were doing with the clean vocals and uh, the more uh, symphonic stuff we had on it uh, i mean we had it on the hill to die upon as well but i think right. on zwielicht it's a lot more uh, emphasized mm -hmm. yeah yeah, well, I, I think that's interesting about the critiques. And I'm glad you told me what they were because I was going to ask anyway. What are people? What are the bad things people are saying? But uh, yeah, the uh, I didn't I didn't notice that about the breakdowns. But I understand I understand the point though. I under, I understand the what what they mean by that. Um, but also, I think that's kind of uh, where the band comes from too. So 
And exactly. to eliminate all that might be a little weird, but to, but I mean, whatever it's, it all evolves. And, you know, it seems like, exactly. it seems like you guys have, uh, maybe not gone through a lot of members, but you joined before the last record. And I understand that there is a new vocalist Lucas for this one. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like maybe that has something to do with, I don't know, like, or is uh, is mental cruelty kind of in a discovery stage with implementing new people and trying to get your defined sound hammered out? Uh, not really. It's, it's more like, uh, the main songwriters are, are Marvin and me, the other guitarist and me. And mm -hmm. we have so many different influences and, uh, it, it's kind of a journey because you, I mean, you always, every year you find new bands you enjoy. And, uh, I mean, I have like maybe like 10, 20 bands that are really, really click, you know, that mm -hmm. feeling when you listen to a band and you're instantly like, Oh my God, what is this? I need to listen to the whole discography. And, uh, yeah, we just try to put everything together into a cohesive thing. And uh, most of the stuff was already written when uh, Lucas joined the band. But uh, he also put a lot of uh, cool ideas into it. For example, uh, the the ending of Norlis uh, mm -hmm. was actually in the beginning just half as long. And then he was like, oh, maybe just uh, do it, repeat it one more time. Uh, change some stuff up on the drums, make it a little bit faster, a little bit more pace and everything. And it mm -hmm. worked. And uh, so, yeah, I think it's just the, the combination of Marvin and me. We're, we're just trying to get all our influences together to get a, a cohesive uh, musical experience as possible. Yeah. <laughs> Can you say yeah. it like that? Yeah, sure. Have you, have you come across anything that you want to implement that you figured out you can't like, there's like, is there a sound or like a, you know, direction that you'd like to go, but it just figured out it doesn't really work with what you're doing. Not really, not really yeah. because <laughs> we really don't give a fuck. <laughs> good, uh, good, good. If we think something's good and something's cool or sound cool, we're going to do it. Like if it, of course we're going to try to, to make it fit uh, in, in the big picture, you know, Mm -hmm. But, uh, like I said, if you listen to Zwielicht, uh, there may be people who are like, ah, that doesn't really fit the record. But, uh, if you see it as a big picture, I think it fits pretty well. So we're not afraid to, uh, yeah. add stuff that's a little bit more, uh, yeah, that's not been tried a lot, I would say. Right. No, I think that's cool. And I think it's refreshing. Honestly, it makes it, it makes it more exciting to listen to, uh, from between your last record and this record, you made the jump from unique leader who is a pretty well-known, you know, metal label to uh sensory media, which of course is a massive thing. And that's, I mean, I always, I always bring it up every time I talk to somebody who who's on sensory media records that when I was a kid, I loved getting the identity comps that, that came out. They were just, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, or, but they were just, Century Media Records compilations, and they had, yeah, like, they a shitload of bands on it from like different, like that's where I found Opeth, but then I would see like Marauder or Turmoil on there, which was like you know hardcore bands from the U.S. Like oh, I fucking love these, and then I don't know, it'd be like Ice Earth or Jag Panzer or whatever. So there was just always shit on these comps, and since then, uh, I hate God, whatever. It's just it's been a great uh, label to 
find new metal music. So tell me about uh, Century Media with you. When do do you remember when you first discovered the label? Uh, yeah, it was years ago. I mean, a lot of my favorite bands are on that label, and uh, it was kind of surreal when they asked us if we uh, would be down to join them. And uh, yeah, it's it's still still crazy if you if I think about it, but uh, it feels great. And those guys are treating us really well. Um, and it's it feels more like a family. It's doesn't feel like a work relationship. Of course, there's work to do, but uh, their headquarter is over here in Germany, in Berlin. Uh, and when we have the time, we go up there and hang around with them, uh, having fun. And we're always having a good time. And, and there's so many cool people over there. Uh, so we're really happy to be on the label with with, with so many bands we look up to. Um, I mean, you have Mayhem over there, Dark Funeral, uh, so many great bands. And uh, yeah, we're all super happy about it. Yeah. Did it significantly change the way you had to prepare for a record or what you could do with the record when you went from Unique Leader to Century Media? Um, not really, because we always work, uh, the same when we, uh, work on a, on a record, uh, we do everything DIY over here in my basement. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a little home studio in my basement and, uh, we record everything over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, vocals, guitars, bass, uh, drums are programmed because it's a little bit more cheaper <laughs> to do it. Yeah. And, uh. Yeah, but then we we finish everything over here. Then we send it over to Josh in the in the states, and uh, he's gonna make the ball rolling. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you did you have any type of uh, I don't know schooling on how to record, or is that just something you you taught yourself? Uh, I did a lot of YouTube research. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I was like seventeen, maybe eighteen. Uh, I had my first band at that time and uh, I got my first audio interface because I I uh, read it on the internet that you need an audio interface to record guitars. Uh, in, the, in the beginning, I didn't know shit about it. I yeah. actually recorded my my uh, my amp with a microphone and because I didn't know I can just put my guitar into the interface, you know, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. But over the time uh, and like I said, in, on YouTube, there's so much stuff to to uh, to to see when it comes. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
comes down to tutorials uh, in mm -hmm. the audio engineering world. And uh, back then I had a different band and uh, I really wanted to have my first record out. And then I tried to learn everything by myself. And over the time, uh, now you have all this stuff like URM Academy or Nail the Mix, all those different uh, online schools where you can learn a lot. Uh, and I did that as well. And uh, yeah, I, I've been doing it for 10 years probably now. Hmm. And I feel pretty comfortable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I was saying I would have never known that this was a yeah, self-recorded thing in your in your basement. You know, I had no idea. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't read that anywhere. I didn't. You know, I don't. I certainly don't hear it. It sounds great. Uh, Thank you. Fucking to go with you, what you're saying on the on just learning shit on YouTube. You can do that with anything now. And I with and anything, I use it. It's I use it for everything. There's there's nothing that breaks in my house or on my car or anything that I don't first. <laughs> go to YouTube, look up yeah. how to do it and then decide, all right, is this something I can do or is somebody else got to, you know, exactly, and usually I'll try exactly. first anyway. And, you know, but yeah, so that's, that's cool. It, it makes, a, it makes a lot of sense. So how, how long have you been sitting on these songs? Cause the last, the last record came out 2021. It's only two years later. So I have to assume these aren't like pandemic tracks or anything. These are, is this new no. stuff? Uh, yeah, I, I think we started writing the record. Uh, let me think in 2022 in February, I think, or in January yeah. at the beginning of the year, then we had some months where we didn't do anything. And then in July, July, August, uh, we started working on the record again, and then we finished it in September. Then, uh, we had a whole month to record everything. And in October, I think the 20th, 20th October, uh, we sent the tracks to Josh and, uh, yeah, so it was probably like half a year. That's a pretty quick turnaround. That's pretty good. It, it is. But on the other side, we, we work really hard. It's yeah. like when, when you look at those six months, it's like every day waking up at, I don't know, 10 o'clock in the morning and go to bed at six o'clock in the morning four yeah. hours of sleep and repeat. <laughs> yeah. But you guys are probably still young enough to make that work. Right. Mm. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's good. What's well, still uh, four albums in five years, right? That's for the band 2018, so, 19, yeah. 21 and 23. That's exactly. a lot. I'm looking right here. That's, that's a lot of stuff in a, in a little bit of amount of time. And, and you've made big strides in your sound and you sound, Oh, sorry. And just you sound, it sounds great. Um, the, uh, you mentioned maybe there was that you wanted to, or considered doing like a concept for the record, but didn't really, weren't able to really totally work that out. But the one, and this isn't really totally related to that, but the, uh, the cover art is very cool. Yeah. Looking. Does that, does does, is that associated with anything musically on the record or is just look cool? Uh, kind of both, uh, because at the beginning we weren't really sure which, uh, artists we want to choose for the, for the record. And, uh, we had a lot of stuff, uh, that we were thinking about, but at the end, uh, we asked, uh, Marius Lewandowski, sadly he passed away last year. So mm -hmm. I think his family is now uh, managing all his stuff. And mm -hmm. uh, 
Yeah, he had a, a, a couple of pictures for license. And uh, that picture really, really uh, stayed with us. It really, uh, um, how do you say it? Yeah, it, it didn't get out of our, our minds, you know? Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah so we, we chose that one. And it was actually a big inspiration as well for the first music video for Symphony of a Dying Star. Mm. Because uh, the costume, costume uh, Lucas is very, uh, wearing in this video is actually based off the uh, figure you see on the artwork. Mm. So we, we thought, oh, maybe that would be cool to have. And uh, yeah, so in this way, it's kind of related to the music and to yeah, the yeah. Music videos, you know? Well, that's, you know, I didn't know it was, it was his Marius, uh, Marius's artwork, but now looking at it and then, and then you say like, oh yeah, I recognize that. And uh, the, the one that I always go to the Bell Witch cover he did in my, in oh, my that's head, awesome. that's like the, that's like the first thing that I think of when I think of his stuff. Although I know he's, you know, a compiler provided artwork for a lot of metal bands over the years. And yeah. I, I remember, yeah, he did pass recently. So that, that's cool to, uh, to have his artwork on there because I'm sure, well, I'm sure there's still some left. Eventually there's not, you're not going to be able to put his stuff on your stuff because he's not going to be around, you know, his, his, the stuff that he completed is not going to be around or available anymore. Um, so that's very cool. And it, it looks it awesome. So, uh, do you guys get out and play a whole lot locally or like in Germany? Um, not really, because uh, when I joined the band, uh, Corona happened mm. and we didn't have the opportunity to play a lot of shows. Uh, we played like maybe four shows. I'm, I'm not quite sure. Uh, and then we started working on the next record again. And that takes a lot of time and we don't really want to interrupt the process, you know, because uh, we really want to focus on the record and don't want to think about other stuff, you know. Uh, so we didn't have any concerts the last few months, but we're going to have a few in August now and in July, actually, at the end of the month. Uh, in Slovenia, we play at the Tolmanator Festival. Then uh, in Munich, I think, at the Free and Easy Festival. We have a couple of festivals and everything. But uh, no big tours planned or anything yet, uh, because for now we just need to relax a little bit. But yeah. uh, we're looking forward to to play some shows later this year. So we will see. You tell me about playing or even just attending the European festivals, because like over here, like we think about them as like these things look awesome. Like, but we, but we don't they do are. that over here. They don't yeah. in the United States. We don't fuck with these big festivals. For, like, it doesn't work over here for some reason. I don't know. It's probably us. We're just weird, you know, and uh, <laughs> it's, I'm sure it's us. Like, I'm sure it's the way we act, but, uh, but don't you have like, uh, like three or four days festivals as well in America? We do. But like, so like, let's use the example, like uh Maryland death fest is the one in Baltimore. It's, it's usually got, it's usually got like the, most impressive like metal lineup lens leans mostly towards death metal, whatever, but, but there'll be some thrash some black metal. It's all in there, but it's just, it's in a, it's in a big city, right? Baltimore. And it's in a call across a couple of venues. Sometimes oh, okay, you're okay. under a parking under you're under a highway with a like oh, I was crazy. I went to hear like candle masses playing, but you're standing underneath interstate 83, you know, like, oh, so shit. it's just, 
I don't know. You got to walk. It's it's not open like the shit that you guys are doing where you Different have this big organization. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so I don't know. Do, do you personally go to many festivals? Definitely. Um, I mean, when I was younger, I went to, I tried to went to all the festivals yeah. uh, in the summer. I spent a lot of money there. Um, nowadays, not so much. Uh, there are two festivals I go to every year. Uh, or try to go every year. Uh, since 2014, I think I go to the Wacken festival every year. Uh, and I think in 2019, I started working at the, uh, Wacken metal battle. If you know that. No, I I know Wacken for sure, but not the, not the other one. It's pretty cool. It's like a competition of bands from all around the world. Uh, they're having like a Wacken metal battle in every country, basically. And the winner of those contests, uh, they are coming to the Wacken Festival here in Germany. Oh, I have heard. They do that here too. Yeah, I've heard about yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I was working there in 2019. And uh, it was really cool, really cool experience. Uh, I was in the in the jury. Uh, and uh, there were so many good bands. And yeah, Wacken is just an experience. You, uh, It's crazy. I just love it. I... <laughs> This sadly, I can't go there this year because we are playing shows at that time and it's killing yeah. me. Uh, you just got to play that show. That's all you need to do. Yeah, I would love to play on Wacken. <laughs> it's one of my biggest dreams. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. No, that's that. Uh, those are those concert videos that I see on YouTube are usually the most impressive ones. And they're, they're very cool. Uh, very just that's what I mean. Like that, that scale of European metal fest, we don't do it here. You know, it's mm. there's like that open air thing where it's just people for forever. Like it just doesn't happen. And uh, I don't know that it could. I mean, I don't even really I don't know how to explain it. It just doesn't seem like something that would work here. Yeah, I know yeah. what you mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So. uh so you get you guys are good. Is there any type of or did you celebrate with any type of a record release show? I guess you haven't played for a little while. So do you have anything set up to like celebrate the release of the record? Um, not really. We had like a little party for ourselves when the record came out. Um, uh, it's w- what we do every, every, every time we release a new record, we just hang around together, have some drinks. Uh, mm-hmm. but like the first show we're going to play is in Munich on the 24th of July. And, uh, I'm really happy about it. And I'm super happy to be on stage again because that's, uh, the part of being a musician that that's the most fun for me personally mm-hmm. because of course uh, writing music is also cool but it can also be re- really frustrating and exhausting yeah. and uh, of, of course playing live is also not easy but it's uh, really it, it makes me feel really good it makes me it gives me energy and to see all those people in the crowd uh, going nuts because of your music it's it's such an experience and I, and I love that. And it's something, um, I always explain it when, with, with the story, when I was a little kid, the first time I got in contact with metal, uh, I went to our local library and, uh, you were able to borrow CDs over there. And I mm-hmm. wanted to borrow, uh, the new 50 cent record at that time. <laughs> yeah. I was like yeah. seven and, uh, they didn't have it. And then I was looking around, Oh, what else could I took home? Uh, take home with me and uh there was this cool record with that red fist and the chain on it saint yeah. anger metallica 
Yeah. And I was like, oh, that looks fucking sick. I'm going to take this with me. And when I was at home, I was totally blown away. I was like, oh my God, what is this? I've, I've never listened to metal before. And it really changed me. And the energy it gave me and the feeling it gave me, it was such a good feeling. And if I know I can give people this feeling with my music, that's the biggest gift I can receive as a musician. And that's probably the main reason why, why I'm doing it or why all of us doing it, you know? Yeah, no, that's, that's really cool. And that's very cool of you and very unheard of to hear somebody that loved saying anger. I love it. I still love it. I mean, I get, I get why a lot of people don't like it because it's not like your typical Metallica record, you know? Right. But I don't think it's a bad record. If there just, would have been a, another band who put out Saint Anger, it would be like the Holy Grail, you know? Maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah. But they, but it was Metallica. Actually, I saw Metallica about this time. Well, August of last year in Buffalo, and uh, they still were playing. They played one Saint Anger song, despite knowing nobody wanted to hear it. And James even said. Yeah. Like ahead of time, like I'm still playing it. Yeah. Maybe you guys I, I will like it one as day. Well, I saw them as well last year and I think they played, I, I don't know if it was Frantic or St. Anger. One of those two songs. Yeah. Something like that. I forgot which one it was to be honest, but, but it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> they definitely still do it. Um, that's cool. The, uh, the, the, we mentioned uh, all the different types of sounds that you you incorporate into into mental cruelty is there a sound you would that you prefer that you like playing the most like a, the, the specific genre uh yeah for for me it's definitely uh black metal uh yeah you can hear it a lot on on the record uh i i gain a lot of influence from stuff like uh emperor uh demo borgir uh, dissection all the old old school classics. metal bands uh, yeah. classics yeah over for example uh, and like i said i just uh, got into black metal when i was 18 but since then i think black metal is a really uh, versatile genre because you have a lot of subgenres a lot of different kinds of black metal and uh, for me it's almost like listening to different genres sometimes because you can listen to a dark throne record and then mm -hmm. you listen to uh, Imo Borgir or Der Weg einer Freiheit, and it's everything is totally different, but it still has the same core, you know. And uh, that's what I like about the music that you have so many different layers. Yeah. Uh, and what we try, or what what I'm trying when I do <coughs> songwriting, I try to combine everything I love about all those subgenres and put it into one, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Metal, yeah. Any chance you've listened to or any thoughts on the new Black Braid record? Oh yeah, I I, I think it's really cool. I just uh, got to know them a few weeks ago. I saw them on the Black Metal Promotion Channel. Yeah, and I think the concept is really cool. Yeah, it's really it's interesting. It's, uh, people are kind of giving them. I mean, over here at least, like they're, they're very hyped up. Uh, mm -hmm. And so people are giving them a lot of shit for being very hyped up. But uh, that record that just came out, it just came out last Friday. And I think exactly. it, I think it delivered. You know, I, I was like, I listened to I only listened to it one time through. I was like, holy shit. No, this one, this one deserves the hype. So that's it is. That's why I thought I'd ask. 
Yeah, there, there are actually a lot of good bands from the US at the moment. <clears throat> I, I just discovered, uh, I think, Evergarden, they're called. Mm, I don't and, know that one. Uh, Mammon XV, uh, re still really small bands. I, I think they just started out like this year. But mm -hmm. such cool music, like post black metal-ish. You got some sort of Deftones vibes, but with yeah. a little ethereal and blast beats. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's crazy. But yeah, I love it. I think there are a lot of good uh, US black metal bands at the moment. Good, good. That's glad glad to hear it. Um, the record came out uh, June twenty third, I think it was. What you were most looking forward to or most excited about the release of this record? Because I, I know for some people, sometimes it's just getting it in their hands. Sometimes it's being able to play the songs live. And for some people, it's just moving the fuck on and being able to do something else. So tell me what what you were most excited about for the release of this record. Uh, it's kind of a hard question for me, actually, because it's a little bit of everything, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Uh, I really look forward to the live shows, but I'm also super happy the record is out um, because it was a it was a hard hard. Uh, how do you say? How do you say? It? Uh, yeah, it was a, it, it was really hard to to write the record and and the process behind it and everything. And it feels good to have it finally out, you know. Mm -hmm. So I would say for me, it's it's a little bit of everything. I'm just happy to be able to do this, to, to play music and, uh, yeah, <laughs> a little bit of everything. <laughs> Yeah. 
So there you have it. That was my conversation with Nawel of Mental Cruelty. The song you just heard was Forgotten Kings, of course, off of Zwilik. Did I get down it? Their fourth full length from the German metal band out now on Century Media Records. Hey, at least the audio from our interview still sounds good, right? It's annoying me how bad they, these parts sound when I'm talking to you. So I'm going to try to be as quick as possible with this. If you want to know more about the band, search the internet. It's out there. Uh, they've got a pretty extensive history already for a band who hasn't been around that long. Prolific output, they say. I say. You listen to me say such a thing. Uh, anyway, check it out. Uh, and um, and be sure to catch them, hopefully, on Wacken at some point. A band on the rise, I believe. A lot of different combinations, a lot of different sounds combined, and I think it sounds great. I think it's a cool take on a somewhat stale genre that is deathcore. But hey, I'm not the deathcore audience, so... Um, don't, don't take it from me. If you like that stuff, that's great, too. I don't mind one bit. In fact, I like some of it, too. In fact, another in fact, in fact, in fact, in fact, I think I'll play you what I consider to be Deathcore at the end of this episode. More on that in a second. I want to tell you to go over to gettingitout.net. Check out some reviews my man XRickX just put down. There's one from Grim Entity, which is a uh, death grind band out of, uh, I believe, uh, Belarus. Uh, they reached out to us. We said, hey, this is awesome. How come we didn't hear about this? It came out over a year ago. So go see what that's about. And he wrote one down for the new Outer Heaven, which is fantastic. If you haven't listened to that yet, please do. That's going to be it for this one, mostly because I'm tired of talking into this microphone that makes me sound like garbage. So here is a track from a band that I would call Deathcore. This one is called Time to Dip, and it's by Snuffed On Sight and their new album Smoke. I believe it's on uh, Maggot Stomp. I could be wrong. But here, check it out. Time to dip by Snuffed on Sight. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Damn, son. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 